in our head, we know we have to go there, but the patient doesn't and they don't understand. And then they feel like possibly left out of the information of what's going on. It's obvious to us, yes, we have to go do a hygiene check, but what is in it for them? You know, always try to make something in it for them and always communicate to them. Even if there is nothing, there's no good reason that I could possibly leave them. There's nothing Patricia can do while I'm gone. Like sometimes I just have to go. The point is, is that I'm going to explain to the patient that I'm recognizing that that I'm leaving them and I'm, I'm sorry to do that or I'm happy that I have to do that because I hate, you know, I can't sit there and watch the solution work anyway, so I might as well go do something else. So I want them to be communicated to so that they're well aware at what stage they're at in the procedure and where are we and am I still feeling good about how things are going? You know, just sometimes like some positive words and some real encouragement, it just, it just dissipates the, the anxiety or the anxiousness that comes with having to sit there for a long period with your mouth open. Welcome to the Truth About Dentistry podcast. I am Dr. Peggy Bound, a successful solo dental practice owner in St. John, New Brunswick. After years of figuring out how I wanted to practice, I now run a fully digital clinic providing my own brand of dentistry on my own terms. It wasn't easy and I'm still learning, but I know I have so much knowledge to share. This podcast is created to help inspire young dentists or anyone looking to transition to a more digital practice. I aim to give you actionable step-by-step strategies to help you navigate the modern dentistry landscape. If you're looking to become more digital, improve your skills, or even have a more profitable practice, then this podcast is for you. Now let's get started. Dentists, you know... This happens. If this doesn't happen to you, you're not really practicing general dentistry anyway. What I'm talking about is being pulled in sometimes four or five different directions at once. So sometimes, I don't know what it's like in your clinic, of course, but generally general dentists having to be pulled into, you know, hygiene rooms, sometimes two at a time, and then a second assistant needing you for, it could be anything from a spec to an Invisalign check to, you know, a consult. Gosh, there's so many things that my secondary assistant does. She's not just a secondary assistant. She's my amazing second assistant. And then your main assistant that you're doing the work with, the patient's in a rubber dam, you know, you're in the middle of a procedure and there's literally two or three people at the door. Now, it can add to that is that somebody in the reception area Uh, is also looking for you and needs an answer about something and or maybe a a territory manager for one of the companies you work with just happens to come through the door and they're just like you know or so-and-so's on the phone or it could be my kids could be calling like it doesn't matter sometimes you have to get out of the room but you don't want the patient that you're currently with to feel like you're just leaving them I mean they will realize that, but you've got, I like to spin it in a certain way so that no matter where I am, whatever patient I'm with, I'm enthusiastic, I'm present, but then they feel really comfortable with the fact that I had to leave the room. So I will say things and do things that will allow me to kind of get out of situations and move on to the next room without messing up my the vibe or the connection that I have with that patient and not letting making that patient feel like I've just sort of taken off on them yesterday was a good example of how I managed that kind of well and I thought well you know this is something that I think 
it just comes with experience and, you know, working in dentistry so long. So a lot of you experienced dentists, you probably already have this down, but I would say this is really a podcast episode focus for any dentists who are starting to see, you know, you're increasing the number of patients you're seeing and you're really struggling sometimes to be able to get out of the room. And I was never so good at it, of course, once COVID hit because getting in and out of rooms was really tough. But I think in general, some of the things that I'll say and I'll make sure that the patient hears me or I'll say to the team is like a clue or a reassurance so that there's no one feeling like I'm like not giving them the attention that they deserve. The first uh, concept, and this will help you kind of sort things out, is just to have, you know, a sense of how am I going to triage the schedule? Am I going to just go to the first, go with the first person that comes to the door, the first hygienist that comes to me? Or is there somewhere I should be first? Is there a better way? Is there something that someone else, one of these other people can do that will like kind of hold their patient over while I go do something else? Is there something that's more important or more emergency? Because let's say, let's use the example of, you know, Crystal comes to get me and she doesn't have anything major in her chair, but her next patient's here. And the hygienist, they both need me, but they have more time left in that existing appointment. So automatically that she's going to get my, because I, but limit, because limiting or minimizing patient wait time is important. So that's one of the most important things. So we want to, you know, give her the priority there. So in the, we're thinking of triaging the schedule, then of course that patient, that assistant gets me first. If the same thing happens in hygiene, well, of course we're going to give that patient the first if there's some, like it's a child, for example, and they're really like, you know, antsy and the hygienist looks stressed or whatever, I'm going to go to that hygienist first. If there's a situation where, you know, the hygienist has already been waited, waiting, or if one hygienist is, again, their next patient's there, or the patient has somewhere they have to be, then they're going to let me know. And I'm going to definitely go there first. So that's, that's where do I go? But then how do I get out of the room is a whole nother thing. But, you know, really thinking about who needs you first and, and what can your team do in the meantime while you're not there? So yes, they got to go back to the room and tell the patient, yeah, Dr. Brown will be here in a few minutes, but what we can do in the meantime is I can get you scheduled for that next appointment. So one way we've, uh, really, uh, one thing we've done in our clinic that to really help is that the hygienist has, uh, will get up before they do the polish, before they book the patient's next appointment, they will come and give me a heads up as to, you know, how far they are in the appointment, what kinds of things I might need to be prepared for. Because sometimes I can just have, even have a look at the x-rays before I even get in the room and I can have certain things kind of like kind of organized in my head. And so they're giving me, uh, basically a buffer time that I don't need to jump up right then. They don't wait and come get me right when the patient is finished or they're done with the patient, they give me almost like a five or 10 minute window where the, you know, I can still prepare. It also prepares the patient in the chair, like, oh, she's going to be leaving me in a few minutes. But what they do then, what I do next is probably more, even more clever, but I really want my team to, uh, you know, give me time to think about what, you know, where I need to be. And then usually within that 10 minute period, if it is a buffer of 10 minute periods, like 
two or three people will come to me and then I, I look at my assistant and I'll say, well, you know, do, where do you think I should go first? Or my hygienist will say, because they know that I'm being pulled in three different directions, they'll say, you can go see Stefan first or you can go see Crystal first because she's got her, her next patient's here. So they're really looking out for me. And I think that's one of the things is I'm not doing this all on my own. I'm not like, you know, lift my head out of a restorative procedure and automatically know how to do this. They're giving me clues. And they're giving me those clues in front of my existing patient in a way that is not too you know, so that it looks like we're all run ragged. <laughs> we don't want that. Do you want to become the modern dentist in your area? Our on-demand and live mentorship will help you stand out, attract your ideal patients, and build a niche-based practice. This A to Z training is for dentists and team who desire the digital workflows and skills to operate a thriving digital practice, helping you stand out in a crowded market. This course is the culmination of Dr. Bounds' 20 plus years of experience in building a patient experience that patients will pay more for. Learn from our on-demand courses or receive a more customized experience with our mentorship program as we guide you through the curriculum. You can find out more from the link in the show notes. Or if you aren't quite ready to take the plunge, you can also find the link to our freebie consult photography guide, which will help you get the right shot on the first attempt. Now back to the episode. All right. So the next step is the verbiage. I mean, how am I really getting out of the room? Thank goodness, Patricia and Suzanne and crystal they're all very good at conversation so they will say to a patient one of the things they'll do is you know you know dr brown's gonna have to get up in a few minutes it would be a really good time if you need to use the washroom or how are you doing with the rubber dam would you like to sit up for a second or there's anything if there's any sort of situation where we know the patient could really benefit from a little break we use that to our advantage but that isn't very often i mean that might be in a very long appointment but generally what i'll do is i will i have very great assistance and team where they can do a lot of things without me and they are you know they may have to scan the patient they may have to put a, a band on the on the tooth they may need to put a rubber dam on they I may need to wait for freezing I may need to you know take the rubber dam off and give them more freezing let's say so we're always looking for those opportunities you know what this is a great opportunity or Patricia might say you know uh, Peggy this I've got to do this with 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 Shelby this is a, a great time where you know you can go do that exam so she almost like pardons me <laughs> like she kind of pushes me pardons me and then because she knows she doesn't want to run behind later so there's that but then there's also the things that I might say to the patient is uh, for example if I put cavity cleanser on a tooth say I've prepped the tooth I've got all the amalgam out or the old filling material out and I will explain to the patient I'll say look I'm putting a, putting a little solution to disinfect your tooth right now. It takes a few minutes for that solution to work. And so I'm going to be back. I'll be, I just have to do an exam, but I'll be back. And that way that little tooth will be perfectly disinfected by the time I get back. <laughs> I mean, it's not untrue. It's true. But it's a little bit of extension of the of the truth, right? Because if I didn't have to go out of the room, I probably, I would not deglove and get out of the room because, oh, there's so much time to spare. It's not that. It's just, I want the patient to know that there's something good happening to their tooth, to the situation that's moving the, the appointment along, even if I'm not present. And I think that's the key is to say, oh, you know, like if say we're doing a root canal, say, you know, there's this, there's the, the, the canals are really tight. We've put a little solution in there. That's going to loosen everything up. Unfortunately, it takes a couple minutes. How are you doing? Are you okay under the rubber dam? Now's a good time to use the washroom because I'm going to run and do an exam while that solution's working in your tooth. You know, there's a little bit, there's a few times where I'll say things like that. I'll also sometimes just give them a break. 
or we'll just change the subject. I mean, Patricia can do a lot of things. Like she can start like looking at different things to get them stuff on the screen or we again we may have to give them freezing and I always say you know I really want that freezing to be to work really well before we get started so I'm going to be back I'm going to give you time give you the, the emphasis is on you I'm going to give you time to make sure that that we are well frozen before we begin you know so these are like the verbiage the things that you should really always be communicating. One thing that I notice with um, some dentists, and I've only worked with you know other dentists closely, uh, a few uh, dentists closely in my in my whole career. But one thing that I've always stressed to to remind them of, and I've noticed that sometimes they don't do because in our head we know we have to go there, but the patient doesn't, and they don't understand, and then they feel like possibly left out of the information of what's going on it's obvious to us yes we have to go do a hygiene check but what is in it for them you know always try to make something in it for them and always communicate to them even if there is nothing there's no good reason that I could possibly leave them there's nothing Patricia can do while I'm gone like sometimes I just have to go the point is is that I'm going to explain to the patient that I'm recognizing that that I'm leaving them and I'm I'm sorry to do that or I'm happy that I have to do that because I hate, you know, I can't sit there and watch the solution work anyway, so I might as well go do something else. So I want them to be communicated to so that they're well aware at what stage they're at in the procedure and where are we and am I still feeling good about how things are going? You know, just sometimes like some positive words and some real encouragement, it just it just dissipates the the anxiety or the anxiousness that comes with having to sit there for a long period with your mouth open. So those are again that's as far as like talking to the patient what I will really do the last thing I want to say is one other thing you can really think about is in your morning huddle and a lot of you will have I hope in your clinics a morning huddle we went a little while without a morning huddle and we did okay I mean it's not saying that we didn't we have a great team and everybody's looking out but it really makes a difference in the morning if you can have a bit of a strategy for you know is where's the day going to look crunchy? Where are we going to have to um, really hustle? And do I really have, does Peggy really have to come in and do that recare? That recare was done six months ago. That patient never has a cavity, never has a problem. Listen, uh, Stefan, you know, if you see nothing, if everything's pretty much the same as it always is, we tell the patient that we will not need to do an exam that day because look, Peggy, you're going to be in the middle of an endo or you're going to be in the middle of a crown and bridge procedure and it's going to be tough for you to get out so the hygienist will say look it's I've looked into this this patient's history and when they lied their last exam and it's really not going to be that necessary unless I see something that you haven't that you come in and do the exam today or I will say look before I get into that procedure um I say to the hygienist I'll say I'll come do the exam before I get into my long procedure and that way I'm kind of or jumping in at any point in the day when I am free before like again if I'm waiting for the freezing don't like sit down and then the hygienist comes to me if you get a minute go see your your local go see your local hygienist um, and and make sure that they don't not going to need you in the next 10 20 minutes because if they are going to need you why not do it when you're actually free it saves you from actually having to leave the room so preventative is also a really great way to approach this which is uh, you know, have a morning huddle where you're looking at the schedule, you're trying to be strategic about where things are going to be bottlenecked and or uh, what you might have to do to, you know, get 
the, you know, get the day rolling in a way that's smooth for both patients and your team. So there's one little thing that I did kind of forget and that Quincy just reminded me, but it's, it's how I'm fairly clever, I guess, if you will, at delegating or suggesting that they do, that the hygienist or the assistant do something while they're waiting for me. So making the most of their time, they're, they're fairly good at doing that anyway. Like they're, they're trained uh, very well, but if you have a new team member who's not used to that and they just think that step you know, all the steps have to run in a certain order. They don't, right? Be flexible about what things can happen, when things can happen. And so say to them, look, uh, is their pan updated? Do they have, you know, have you shown them their scan? Sometimes we don't get a chance to show a patient their intraoral scan. Uh, and, and so what I say to the team is that try to make the most of your time. If there's something you can go ahead and do to make the appointment a more rich, enriching experience for the patient through education, through, you know, updating their records or just doing something really fun for them, uh, that, or helpful to them that will help educate them and help, you know, make them get, feel like they're getting more out of the appointment. Or again, it might be something that you thought had to wait till the end after I left the room, but realistically you probably could do it before then go ahead and do that and give them the license to do that and say, look, is there anything you can do? And sometimes I'll look at my hygienist and I'll say, you know, did, did you do that? Did you do that? Um, you know what? I think I, I really would like a PA of that tooth. Can you get that for me? <laughs> so I don't know, it might not be a good example, but I'm always like trying to find creative ways for them and, but they will do it on their own too. But really, especially if you're taking intraoral scans or I'll say, you know, have you taken intraoral photos? Have you shown the patient, you know, all their teeth, give them a tour of their mouth, do something that isn't just like the patient's just sitting there waiting because no one likes that. And uh, my main assistant, Patricia, she will, she's really good at making conversations. So the patient can have a rubber dam on, she's making conversation or she knows she's waiting for me because I'm in another room and I haven't yet entered the room. She can chat all day. I mean, there's topics, it's just endless. So having a team, team members that are good conversationalists and they're good and giving them the opportunity to do things in an order that might not be the normal protocol and order to keep move things moving along that's my that's my last tip i hope you enjoyed it thanks guys i will see you next time